Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And you know it is my desire each week to bring you interesting topics to help you not only in the workplace, but in life in general. Because if we're not feeling fulfilled and happy in life, then we're not going to be happy at work. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Randy Tate, CEO of iFlip Invest and lifelong educator. iFlip is an AI smartfolio learning software, say that three times fast, that is designed to protect and grow wealth by learning from the market and trading to manage risk by still growing wealth. Randy's goal is to empower every individual to preserve, protect, and grow their wealth. And I have a little secret to tell you guys just a little bit later. But for now, thanks for joining us, Randy. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Casey. I'm very happy to be here. You know, this has been a whirlwind getting to know you. I mean, it's I literally, I think it was like two months ago we met, right? And we hopped on a Zoom yeah. and I learned about your platform. And then fast forward to I'm helping to sponsor an event for you. So tell us just very quickly before I ask about iFlip, tell us about this event. What brought you here and who supported you for that event? Um, well, we had a couple partners support us in the event. We did an event in Dallas called Mark Mastering the Markets. And the Success North Dallas group, the VIP group were tremendous supporters in helping us get people into the room to begin the educational journey around, around how you do master the markets because we all know that the stock market makes billionaires. We just all don't know how. And so this was the first step in the journey and your support in particular was spectacular. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I only support things that I believe in 100%. So I, I, I firmly am sold on this product, especially after sitting there with you guys for a couple of days and learning about the technology that is behind it. And I plan to be making some pretty serious investments using your software here pretty soon. So. There's that. That's as much of an endorsement as I can give. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so, thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself and iFlip Invest and just how did all this happen? Well, I'm a educator by trade. You know, I had my master's degrees in education. I taught high school. So I've actually done the real education in, in, the, in the world. And that didn't fit my bill. So I went to education. I mean, I went to entrepreneurialism and I've made a history of starting businesses, growing them and then exiting, selling them. And this one's a little different. So my background is running companies. This company in particular though, Flip, is a little bit different because it's the first one I've been a part of that can actually disrupt the mainstream way of life for the average person which that's not easy to do. Flip is a technology platform, as you know. It's an acronym, actually. It's the Financial Learning Information Platform. And it is the first 
pure AI driven mechanism for the average individual to invest in the stock market. And we are, we're reinventing and disrupting the industry as it is today. Think of us to the financial advisory world and the professional finance world and the mobile app world out there. Think of us as Netflix and their blockbuster. Ah, <laughs> that's a really good analogy. I like that a lot. So, you know, and I thought it was really interesting because I, I want you to talk about the difference because we all hear about the algorithms, but this is not what you guys are using. And I know Kelly, your uh, partner, Kelly Korshak, yep. did I get that right? And, and give us a little bit of his background real quick and then I'll finish my question. Yeah, the reason this company got started is because of him, no question. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. I, I say this about him all the time, but just because it makes him cringe. He went to Stanford's physics program at the age of 16. Oh. Just let that sink in. Um, he, and that wasn't tough enough. So he also has degrees in statistics, mathematics, and finance. Uh, I like to say the dude can add. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know, he made a career on Wall Street, making billionaires more money, making institutions more money. In fact, when he was at Deutsche Bank, he was a global risk manager, which means the bank handed him $6 billion of their own private assets for him to manage. And that's what he did for his whole career. And we've turned his attention on the masses and we've built a platform that allows really every single person to have Kelly in their phone or on their laptop doing the trading for them, purely automatic. And so, okay, now back to the question about the algorithm versus the AI, because yes. when I was listening to Kelly talk on, and I wanted to get his history so that people knows that he is an authority. Um, when I was listening to him speak at the conference the other day, he started talking about like, and he's so authoritative when he says this, he's like, I can, I'm going to ask you which code you're using, I believe is how he put it for the AI. And I can tell you right away, whether you're truly using AI or not. And there's only like six pieces of code. Is that right? Yeah, there's there's a total of 12 available AIs in the world, and they are all in the public domain. But obtaining AI is not the hard part. The hard part is the data that gets put into it, and how does it get put in? That's mm. the secret sauce. However, most people don't know that. They believe a simple algorithm is AI. And an algorithm is a really good thing. An algorithm, for those that don't know, is just... For our sake, it's a mathematical formula that says, if this, then that, and that's it. Executed by a computer. A simple example would be, you could write an algorithm and set it up on your computer, and it says, if Apple reaches $100 a share, buy it. That's a simple algorithm. It's just pure mathematics, it hit there. If Apple gets 10% above its 100-day moving average, sell it. Simple algorithm. That is not AI. The problem with algorithms is they decay. So for an algorithm to change, a human with an opinion and emotions must go in and change the algorithm. Now it might be if Apple gets to 110 by it. What AI does is at its root, it's an algorithm also, but it's an algorithm that receives data from multiple other algorithms and has the capacity to change its own rules. Hmm. So the human element is removed. 
And the longer it runs, the smarter it gets, the more accurate it becomes. Now, it's not how it's not going to take over the world and you know, the Terminator. <laughs> that was going to be um, my next but, question. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> um, no, it, it's predictive in nature. It literally is designed to reduce risk by predicting the likelihood of a greater than a 10% drop in the market at a set point in time in the future and get you out of the market before that happens. So you have learned so much throughout your career. So how have you educated yourself in finance and just over the course of your life? I mean, how did you get to be such an expert? You know, it started in real estate. Um, I watched my father buy houses and fix them up and rent them. That's interesting. Uh, And just kind of learned how to do it literally from that perspective. As I graduated college and started having a little bit of money, I, I always, I, I learned a technique I call money rules. You know, I, I spend only a certain amount of money on things that don't have the potential to give me a return on my investment. And so I've got a real hard set of rules. I actually have a class I teach on it, on how to build money rules and how to set them up in such a way that you can grow wealth over time without throwing spaghetti at the wall. And so a simple money rule is, you know, no more than $10,000 can be spent on anything that doesn't have the potential to generate revenue back to me. That's not one that I have anymore. That was one of my very early ones. And so, you know, if I'm going to go, that prohibits myself from buying cars and Mm -hmm. TVs and things that do nothing but acquire, they either accumulate debt or deplete reserves. And you, you just have to think of yourself as your own little economy, you know, you know, goods and services you need and how do you grow it? Well, the biggest asset we have to grow it is our cash, our money. So what do we do with that money? Well, we buy stuff. Well, it becomes a really good habit to buy things that can give you money back and put your money to work. And so that's my philosophy on it. Now in the world of finance, I was always afraid of it. I didn't participate in, the actual finance of the markets until about five or six years ago when I met Kelly. It seemed rigged to me. It seemed like Vegas. I didn't understand it. I don't understand it. Another money rule. If I can't teach it, I don't invest in it. And so if, so what I do is I've just, I've sat on Kelly's shoulder for five years. I know minuscule compared to Kelly, but I do understand how AI works. And I understand how he builds these smart folios. They're not portfolios, they're smart folios because they do manage themselves. And I understand the construction of them. And I've learned so much about what Wall Street does to Main Street to make Main Street take the risk. And all the risk of Wall Street, not all of it, a lot of the risk of Wall Street is passed to Main Street because they're, you know, I know it's an overused term, but the world is treated like sheep. They're just a big herd. Things like mutual funds, those are not good. The average person, and you saw my presentation at the, uh, in Dallas last week, the average person that's got a mutual fund, that they're invested with their average advisor. They go down to whoever their guy is, they give them their money and they invest it and they put it in funds. They're paying upwards of five and a half percent in fees, not all disclosed. So you don't see it. So where does it come out of? It comes out of the profit. Now, people have really forgot about that because the last 10 years up until now have been what? Bull markets, awesome, everybody wins. A monkey 
could have made money in the stock market the last 10 years. Didn't and you tell me about a monkey that did? Yeah, by throwing darts at the study. wall? <laughs> yeah, there is a study where they, they had a, a monkey throw darts at the um, at, at a board with all the stock symbols on it and of the S&P 500. And the monkeys, like 10 or 15 darts, outperformed the S&P 500. That is insane. <laughs> pretty funny. So the knowledge of finance is, is important. You, you have to know your spot, what you're doing. And we also built our platform, Casey, from the standpoint of people don't know. People don't know. And people also, particularly the younger generation, and I'm not going to pick on millennials and all that, but they just have a different way of doing things. The Gen Xers were different than the boomers. We're all different, each generation. Mm -hmm. This upcoming generation, they want to be involved without really being involved. They want to have a little bit of a say but and make it feel like they're doing a lot, but they're not deep divers. They dabble in lots of stuff. They don't put the same criteria on wealth that we did. They don't care if they've got a million dollars in the bank, as long as they've got money for, you know, a bus ticket and a cheeseburger. And so, it, you know, they crash on a couch. I mean, who would have thought 20 years ago, who would have thought that people would rent out their couches to random strangers? That is a thing. That is insane. I had no idea that that was a thing that people were renting out couches. Yep. So, you know, finance, back to your question, I jumped in and look squirrel. Um, I, you know, they, um, the, the, the education around finance for me has been mostly self-taught in the formal finance space, but I had a pretty good teacher named Kelly Korshak. And again, I'm not him. I'm not a trader. Few people are, few people are. And so I just say you got to get educated, pay attention. We devote a lot of time on our platform to educating people. We have thousands of members on our platform, thousands of members on our platform. And we will do an education segment with Kelly and a hundred people come. Mm. So people love to be given the fish. They don't want to go learn how to fish. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. But I, my takeaway from what you just said is there's hope. I mean, you can go, you don't have to have formal education in order to be smart about your personal finances. You can learn that on your own, but you have to be diligent about it. You've got to want to learn it. Yeah, and you also really have to, to understand that if it really it sounds so off the charts good. I know so many people that have been in some crypto things or some other stuff. There's so many scams out there that if, you know, people are talking about 20% a month or even 5% a day in returns, yes, there are professional traders that can do that. That is not very duplicatable and they they have a rare skill set. And Kelly will, will tell you it's a fool's errand to chase those kinds of things. Mm. Now, if your money rules say, like I have a money rule that's got two and a half percent of my investable money is open to swing for that fence. Give it a shot for the home run. No one, you might as well be in, in Vegas, but hey, it's give it a go. <laughs> my luck has not been very good in Vegas lately, so I'm not going to go that route. <laughs> okay. Might as well be in <laughs> Vegas. Um, so what are some ways that a young professional, because we really want to help those so that they have not only satisfying careers, but they're getting the most out of the money that they're earning in that career, right? So what are some ways that they can learn more about maintaining their financial security, including investing? Well, a couple of things they can do uh, to get a, an education is you know, our app's free. 
If you download our app, you get access to all our education materials, all our YouTube channels, all our events, all of our stuff. If you're a young person in particular, as we did for the Success North Dallas Young Executive Group, I'll comp you tickets. Mm, wow. I, I'm passionate about that. I, I comp the young people stuff all the time. Now, if you're 35, you're not a young person that gets comp stuff. But if you're just out of college, I don't have an age group on it. If you're just really young, really inexperienced. I want to help you. Now, we do lots of free education at Flip2 for all of our customers. You know, even if you've got only $100 on our platform, we're doing one tonight, actually, called the AI Circle, where Kelly comes on and spends an hour talking about the markets. And he'll say words people won't understand, but that's okay. Now you have things to go look up, things to go learn. And just, you can learn as much as you want to learn. We're built for, our software is built for the average person that doesn't want to get a deep dive into it, but knows they want to grow it over time. Couple of things you should always ask. If you're being asked to invest in some something, your finance, right? Even if it's real estate, you got to understand where the money's going that you're investing. What's it doing? Did you just buy something and did you actually get the thing you bought? What's the expected return? How long till you get paid? Those kinds of things. Um, you know, I pick on, I pick on annuities a lot as well. Annuities are great if you're 20. If you're not 20 though, you run into a position where you 30 years old, you need the money, the fees to take it out are so much, it's a terrible investment. If you've got access to money you don't need at all for no possible chance for 10 years, then maybe they're okay. But the idea behind them is to avoid, um, avoid the risk with all of that. There's now mechanisms that can do that in a liquid format. So those are some of the things I suggest. Okay. So what is the first step someone should take if they want to start investing? What's your very best recommendation? The very first thing I would tell somebody to do, and yes, I'm a little biased. If they want to start investing, go to our website. Go to www.iflipinvest.com. At iflipinvest.com, there's lots of educational materials. Go to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and all of those things. We are giving so much free education right now, Casey, that people, they will learn by default. That's the easiest free way to do it. Download the app. You can go to the app store. You can do it from the website. And from that position, you have the ability to play a little bit for free doesn't cost you any money. So there's no money to download our app. There's no money to, doesn't cost you money to set up an account. And then if you want to start investing a little bit, do it a little bit at a time with consistent behavior if you've never done it before. You know, maybe you could squeeze out a hundred bucks a month, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck. So many people are living paycheck to paycheck and maybe they don't have to. Yes, inflation's got us all. Inflation is not fun. Find where you can cut something, but find a way to put some portion of your income away for the long term. The other thing I would suggest, Casey, is set up a Roth IRA. We can actually set that up for people very, very, and we, we refer you to somebody who will do it for almost nothing. If you're a parent and, we'll, and you have an account with us, your kids get them for free. Oh. And a Roth IRA, for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a very small education. A Roth IRA is a, 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 a way in which you can invest your money 
into something and pay the tax today. So you invest $1,000 today, you're gonna to pay the tax on it as if you got it that day. And if you leave it in there until you're 65, or 64 and a half, I think is what it is, you can take that money out tax-free. All the money it gained. So say that thousand turned into 20,000, now you have $20,000 tax-free. And that vehicle is spectacular. You can't put tons of money in it. I believe you can put about five or $6,000 a year is all. But we have many people who have children because you can have a Roth for your kids the day they're born. And they put the maximum $6,000 a year on our platform for their kids in their Roth. So think about that. If our software beats the market every year, that's 10% a year. Someone out there do the math. 10% a year from year one to 65 on a continual investment of $6,000. What does that look like? Oh, it's incredible. I'll, I'll tell you there's two commas in it. Like the, you know, if you offer someone a, to, that they can take a penny today and have it double for 30 days or take a million dollars today, which one would you take? And that I can't remember same the exact concept. number, but it's like, isn't it like 14 million if you take the penny? Yeah, it's, it's I don't know the exact number either, but it, it's like way, way more than the million. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, well, what's one thing you would, um, what's one thing you would say to someone to get them like, say like, okay, let's just talk to me for a second because I'm talking about transferring a significant amount to the iFlip and I'm scared. So what advice do you have for me about being scared? You should be right now. <laughs> the, the market, the market, the, the market is scary. Um, people that have traditional investments have lost 30, 40% right now. And that's their 401ks, that's their future. People that were planning on retiring in the next two years are going to have to work another five to seven to get to zero, to get to where they're at now. That's, that's the situation. So you should be scared. You should be asking a lot of questions. Like, what is the risk? Ask the question. If you don't know how to measure the risk, if someone tells you, oh, it's, it's kind of medium, so I'll, I'll talk to you on this one, Casey. Your money is invested in the stock market, whether it's with us or anybody else. You need to ask, what is the sharp ratio? Here's your math lesson for the day. A sharp of one means that you're risking $1 to make $1. It's also a unicorn in the investing world, except for hedge funds and some rare places. Most funds, mutual funds or private managed money, has sharp ratios of about 0.35. That means you're risking a dollar to make 35 cents. So you have a lot of risk. So the, the, the thing I would ask if somebody's managing your money, what is the sharp ratio on the thing you're investing? If they don't know what a sharp ratio is, you shouldn't be giving them your money. Okay. First of all. <laughs> um, and then secondly, you got to determine your risk tolerance. You know, what is it? Now, sharps of 0.56, that's a good sharp ratio. That's a good risk ratio. Risk it all to make 50 cents is not terrible. Um, 0.4 is starting to get better, but you want to get it up in the 0 0.8, 0 0.9s over one. We have many smart folios with sharps over one. Some of them are like 0 0.4, 0 0.5, but most, you know, we have a lot of them over one as well. And so it depends on what you're trying to do. So that's what, Casey, those are the things you need to know. Um, at the very basic. 
Also, you know, the other thing people don't mention much is having a little conviction about what you're, what you want to invest in. You know, sometimes like, well, you don't like that company. Well, okay. It's okay not to like a company. Maybe, you're, maybe you don't like Mickey Mouse. So you don't want to invest in Disney. I don't know. Um, that's, but I, I mean, people care about those things. So you want to invest in things you have conviction in things you believe in uh, that. And that's where our smart folios are built. You know, Kelly built them with things he has conviction in and lets the AI manage. And so just have a little conviction, have the discipline to put away a certain percentage every month of what you're doing. Understand the investment. Understand it. How do you understand us? I'll give that example. I understand us by we're AI driven. We know what AI is and we're trusting the mathematics behind it. Manage it. That's enough. You don't need to know a lot more than that unless you're a mathematician. Real estate. Do you, I know real estate values in this area have gone up X percent every year for the last 20 years. We can then assert that it's likely that this trend will continue. Um, you know, invest in this piece of real estate. Also, don't get there's a bad word that, that Wall Street uses to trick Main Street. It's called diversification. Diversification is not your friend. Diversification in the stock market, all it does is allow you to act like the stock market. The more diversified you are, the more like the market you behave. We know the market has a sharp ratio. If you buy the S&P 500 just by itself, you're sharp a 0.32. So now you're getting more and more aligned to that risk. Also, the more diversified you are, the more movement the fund you're in has the ability to do what we call window dressing. It makes it look very different than what's actually happening. So those are those are very interesting things for you to know um, when you go when you get to investing. That was worth it. That little piece right there. We're gonna have to cut that out and put that out to everybody so that they know. I had no idea. I've always heard you're supposed to diversify. Diversify across asset classes. Do not diversify within the stock market. Okay. Our, our largest smartfolio has 10 stocks. Okay. 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 We're, okay. One more question. So I know that um, growth comes with a lot of challenges. And so what advice, what's the best piece of advice you would give to a young professional who is just starting to face these challenges, especially when it comes to finances? Because I know you're so passionate about the youth. You mean, say a little more about that question. I want to make sure I'm getting what you're asking. Uh, you know, I mean, and you were exposed to a few of our young executives with Success North Dallas. And um, yeah. I'm thinking of one in particular that had a challenge that um, caused a career change. And so, and it was very devastating, but at the same time, not unusual. You know, me looking back to my 20s right now, like I made some stupid mistakes, but they weren't career ending, you know? So, and I guess maybe I'm telling you my piece of advice for them is just to pick yourself up and move on because it's not career ending. So what kind of advice would you have for those that are just getting started out in their career? That, of course, what you just said, number one, don't, don't allow the world to knock you down because it's going to, and it's okay. It's all, it's all learning. It's all learning and don't settle. 
when you're young in your career, don't settle. If, if you're not liking it and the thing you might have thought you always wanted to do, uh, don't settle. Um, it's okay. You, you know, leave, go, go do something else. Find something you like to do. If you don't, and I know a lot of people in, the, in their 50s and 60s that only still work because they have to and they, they don't have never done anything else. You probably know some of them too, Casey. They're just, they're stuck. I was, that person. Yeah, they're stuck. And so don't be stuck. Do not be stuck. I actually helped a young guy. I play on a softball team. I actually sponsor the softball team. And there's two, uh, two of us old guys uh, that at one time were really competitive and, and good who are no longer. And... A whole Lark. bunch of, <laughs> not compared to the kids on our team, and I call them kids, they're in their like mid-20s. And one of them, he had, he's got a degree in finance. And he took a job, the, his dream job, all he only wanted to do was be in fishing. So now he's a sales rep running a division of a fishing lure manufacturer. Wow, that is so cool. Sorry, my, my eyes are tearing. And he doesn't fish anymore. And he's quitting. What? And he's, yeah, he it just, he, he didn't, it, it did not provide him the fulfillment he thought it would. Um, he actually wants to come to work for us. And he asked me last night about it. And so I'm like, well, maybe we, we're getting some funding. We're going to be doing some hiring. So I'd love to have, his name's Tyler. I'd love to have him uh, on our team. And so when you think about it, you know, as a young person, that advice, number one, what you said, don't, don't be knocked down. Don't do it. Number two. Um, don't settle. Don't just be there to be there. You know, I mean, I was a junior high school teacher then I was a high school teacher. I was a college football coach, college wrestling coach. And I realized I, I loved it, but I didn't love the money. Mm. So I started my own company, grew it like crazy. Actually, after four years, didn't love I wasn't, that was not the career I was going to stick in. So I, I'm still not even 30. So I sold that company to a big publicly traded company, took a job there with a working directly with their board in a billion dollar company. Like, oof, this big corporate thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Now I'm out. So I started another company, coaching executives, teaching leaders how to run companies, how to grow them, what to do them. Really loved that. And I really didn't really want to leave that. But one of the companies that was our client made me and my business partner an offer we couldn't refuse. So we shut down, we actually sold that company to that corporation. I became an executive there and guess what I was teaching? Small business education, internal leadership. And big corporate again, didn't really like it. And met Kelly, started Flip and that was what, 2016. And now we are 2022 and I'm still loving what I'm doing. I love that. I love that so much. And I think that's a perfect way to wrap this up because um, that is so much information. It's so much good information. And I think that I wish I had had somebody pour into me when I was young and in my 20s because I did not take the necessary, what I feel like could have set me up for more success today until later in my career. And I just, I wish somebody had told me how important that was when I was in my early 20s or even late 20s, you know, and now I'm having to do a lot of makeup for not having had that advice at that age. So thank you for yeah. that, for sure. 
Um, but now we can get to the VIP questions because everybody yes. has to answer the VIP questions. So are you ready? <laughs> yep, here we go. Here we go. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Okay. Loaded question, but okay. I'm going to assume as a colonist that food and water are already there. Is that a fair assessment? It's your world. As a first colonist, since food and water are already present on there, I'm obviously going to take my life. Definitely going to take my life. Um, if I'm moving there to colonize the place, probably going to take my dog. Love my little dog. So you said three things, right? So the third thing I would take this was where I struggled a little bit because I, you know, my first brain went to, I'm going to bring survivor man. Cause that guy knows how to survive everywhere. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that that part's taken care of since I'm being chosen to be a colonist, uh, to, to there. Um, then I, I would take a, well, one or two of my favorite, uh, vegetable seeds so that I could grow some food that I actually like that could be organic. Okay. Very good. Not that there's a right or wrong answer to that, but I accept. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have went a hundred other directions. Okay. So what is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? I eat breakfast every day. When I'm at home, I eat at the same little place. There's a little tiny coffee shop right down by my house. I go down there. I don't turn on my phone. I order breakfast. I will listen to the... Um, to the news. I turn on the little news thing that they, they play for me every morning. I'm usually there. Matter of fact, yesterday I got there and just the cook was there. The, the waitress hadn't showed up yet. She had slept in. So I had to serve myself. Um, <laughs> but breakfast to me sets my day. You know, conditions of satisfaction. You've, you've heard people talk about conditions of satisfaction. That is my condition of satisfaction for my day. You know, I've, I've gotten to where I have to eat breakfast every day too. So, um, okay. So final question. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Crazy farm kid changes the financial services industry. Boom. Easy as that. Okay. Tell us again, how does everybody find you? Um, you can find me all over the place, um, but our, the easiest way is our website, iflipinvest.com. Right there, you can find all my information. You can find out about our team, about us. You can grab me on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those things. We've got um, exposure all over the place. Um, you can see me, our team, everything we're doing. And if someone wants to get a hold of me, particularly young people, I'm happy to spend time. You know, time is, is the one thing I can give, and I'm, um, I'm very happy to spend it with young people that have questions, concerns, or just want to talk through some stuff. Yeah, I think one of the things that, and, and I can speak to this personally, because one of our young executives wanted to meet you and talk to you, and I made the introduction via email, and then the next thing I know, you're like, yeah, we're talking on Friday. So, I mean, I know what you're saying you live up to, so this is not an empty <laughs> promise. Nope. It is not. Happy to do it. Well, this has been so 
eye-opening and such a great conversation. I can't wait to get this out to our audience. But for now, Randy, I just have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. (laughs) Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.